Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. Don't you love when your headphones are just a little too quiet where you can't hear yourself talking? Like, am I talking? Like, yeah, Don, you're talking. Nobody cares, but you're talking. Hey, Mike, how you doing tonight, fella? Oh, not too bad. You know, family stuff, work stuff. <laughs> We're just going to throw this out there right now for those of you who are going to be tuning in. Well, if you're tuning in later, you won't be able to hear this, but if you're tuned in now and you're hearing this live, if for some reason we go somewhere, it's summertime in Southwest Florida, which means it rains every goddamn day. And boy, howdy, is it raining in Cape Coral. We're at a little wall right now. I'm locked down in my 1950s den, but it's... It's settled down right now, but if we just vanish, like Kaiser Sose, off into the wind, it's because, well, it's Southwest Florida and my power went out, or my internet went out, one of the two. Uh, the power's already gone out twice tonight since I've been home from work, so it's not too much of a reach, a chase, a grasp, and or just a hypothetical situation that there's a possibility that my shit may go out, so just throwing that out there. For show. For show. For shizzle. So uh, what's going on in your your part of the world, fella, other than oh. the stuff you just mentioned prior? Yeah, I mean, you know, things with the kids and, and uh, well, I only have a kid. But, yeah, just, you know, going through life, you know, same kind of situation as last week. I'm in my second week in the office. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, my mic yeah, is kinda, super hot. I don't know why. I'm Robin kinda, Leach and the rich and famous, and I don't know why. If you got that fucking uh, reference, you're old as shit. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, like I said, I started out in the office and, you know, you wouldn't think how nice having a quality chair would be. It's so funny you say that. Welcome to Old Man Office Talk, episode <laughs> 43. Here we go. Let's get to it. I'm going to turn down my mic because it's super hot and I don't know why. Um, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Because I'm bearing the needle on my end. So I recently bought a new mouse for work. I'm an IT guy. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I when I started my job every year ago, I just, the office had me set up with a generic Dell keyboard and mouse. I wanted something wireless. I just went out and bought a cheap, ironically, the same cheap wireless keyboard, Logitech mouse, keyboard combo I have two here in the studio. 19 sure. bucks. But the mouse is essentially a travel mouse. This is meant sure. to, t- this is basically tuck this shit in your keyboard laptop, I mean your laptop bag, and take it for you. Yeah. And so when you're working eight hours a day on a travel mouse, you're basically, you know, you're not, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of, up. you're pawn. And so after a year, like my carpal tunnel started acting up. And so I, I uh, purchased a full size mouse, but not only a full size mouse, but like a weighted, like not quite a gamer mouse, but like a $40 mouse. Yeah. And it helps because now my hands are more to normal size and I'm not cramping them. Now I need to switch a keyboard because sadly, even though both of them are Logitech, fun fact, Logitech has three type of USB receivers and not everything matches. I actually had four or five Logitech laptop mice here from my shop 
with four or five dongles and I couldn't get any of the motherfuckers to work if I downloaded the software. Don't know why. And so I I got the mouse and I tried to unify my mouse and keyboard to the same USB adapter because new I have a, one of the small tiny space saver Dell Optiplex 7000s. That thing yeah. has like one C USB port on the front, one basic USB 3.0 on the back and four, four in the back and one in the front. Well, now I have to run two fucking receivers because my Logitech keyboard don't synchronize my Logitech mouse because one's a unifying receiver, one's a generic receiver. Sure. So now I'm going to buy a $30 ergonomic keyboard. But back to your point, my chair was a nice chair when they bought it for the previous employee. Mm -hmm. Um, It had the little flip-out arch support for your lower back, which broke and collapsed. I've played around putting a water bottle, but it doesn't work. Um Recently, as I sat down, as I've gotten fatter, as we discussed the last podcast, um, the little plastic caps that cover the little beauty covers pop off, sure. and one of the screws actually came out, and I put it, it's it's crossroads. I didn't build the chair. Somebody else built the chair. So anyhow, on the left back, where the back is connected to the arm, because that's how office chairs work, yep. it's disconnected. So my left side... So long story short, yes, when you're working in an office, you need a quality mouse, quality keyboard, and I'm about to tell my boss, hey, sorry to do this to you, but I need like a new $300 chair. See, and and that's interesting because the scheduler at my company happens to also be the office purchaser, mm. and she buys So all she has like, like the best shit, and everybody else has the, the hand-me-down shit that she used to use. <laughs> well, and this company is a little bit different because when I started – um, I just had a basic chair, no armrest, nothing like that. Oh, and the problem was, is that all that faux leather was peeling uh, off and getting all over the place. Nogahide, sir. No, it's yeah. fake leather. It peels. <laughs> Nogahide right. doesn't peel. This shit peels. Right. And, uh, so I, you know, I noticed I'd sit in it, you know, I don't, a chair to me, a chair is a chair. But so you I thought getting, before you got yourself an so ass I job. Thought, that's right. <laughs> so. I'm sitting in the chair, you know, because I've got a nice, you know, gaming game, chair, gaming style chair, racing chair from uh, uh, my parents for Christmas. And, uh, you know, I, w- I was sitting in this chair and, and I noticed that the piston had to have, you know, started leaking or something like that because it slowly started sinking down. The two uh, things happen. One, because as an IT guy, I've built and replaced a lot of computer chairs since 2004. Yeah. I actually have one of my original, this is actually original computer chair from my office in 2004, one of yeah. six remaining. Two things happen, depending on the quality of the chair and the weight of the person who's sitting on it. One, after a while, the, the piston does leak. But more importantly, what tends to happen if someone is a little on the heftier side, the cradle in the plastic cross that makes up the bottom of your chair, because it's basically a plastic X with four casters in it, mm-hmm. that cradle will actually start to crack or the bottom will break out and the piston will actually start sinking down till yeah. it gets to the point where the bottom of the piston is dragging the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're, you're slowly sinking, but it's not actually the piston itself. It's the piston is sinking into the equivalent of a uh, sinkhole here in, in Florida or California until it makes <laughs> contact with harder soil below the, below the chair. And at that point yeah. you, you just got to throw the fucking thing away. Yeah. So I, I went to them and I was like, look, you know, this, this chair isn't going to cut it. You know what, you know, is there, I, I even said like, I don't care. Is there another one that I, around the office that I could just grab? And they were well, like, there is, oh, there, there's a um, craftsman stool on wheels out in the garage. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, yeah, you know, is, is there just something I could swap out real quick just to kind of get back to work and do what I was doing? And, 
when I talked to my boss about it, he was like, well, he was like, just go to, you know, I'll just call her Steph. Just go to Steph and say, be like, you know, bitch, give me a chair. Hey, I need a chair, you know, just pick out. And I went to her. She came back to me and she was like, hey, you know, go on not to plug it, but office Depot. Mm-hmm. And because I guess they have an account with them and they were like, you know, pick out whatever chair you want. I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I went on there and I picked out the first chair that I saw because I'm not, you know, not are you like your guy. kid where you just guy. look at something and not check the prices? Cause my kid does it all the fucking time. At the store. Well, it, it, look, I, it's five. It's I, three for I 20. Do. I don't need $20 worth of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I, I do because I, I'm, I'm very conscious, you know, it's not mm-hmm. my money. It's not my business, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm I didn't want to, I didn't want to go out and spend, you know, you know, or ask for a five or $600 freaking you know, executive office chair. So I went to my boss again and I was executive like, Hey man, what, you know, these, these chairs are kind of pricey. You know, do I have a limit or, you know, how much do you think I should spend? And he was like, just pick a few out and, you know, we'll go from there. So I sent out an email. I picked one out. I screen, uh, screen snipped it, put it in the email, sent it to her, sent it to him. And I was like, you know, this is just the first one that I saw, you know, if, if, uh, my boss was okay with it, then I guess I'll take this one. So he okayed it. And then she came back to me and she was like, well, go check with the training manager because he just got a new chair. I was like, all right, cool. So I checked with him and he was literally putting it together when I walked in there and he was like, I, I was like, Hey man, you know, they told me to check out your chair. He was like, yeah, I'll be done with it in a few minutes. Um, he was like, I'll bring it up to your office. You can sit in it and see how comfortable it is. I was like, all right, cool. So I sat in it, felt pretty good. Um, told her she could go ahead and order that. She ordered it. Now, is it bad form to rip a shit in someone else's brand new chair? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, thank you. Just... Absolutely not. So, so I, I went to her. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. Let me tell you, it showed up today. Mm-hmm. I put it together. Mm-hmm. Did it come and... with the Allen wrench? Yes. Did you just throw so... it in the trash and go get a drill with an Allen bit and to put it together yourself? Yep. So initially, because the first chair that I had had a a very fast piston leak. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, fuck this. So, you know, they told me there was a chair around the corner I could grab until mine came in. So I swapped it, sat down in that one. Same fucking thing. The, the flaking, it was a little bit nicer chair. It had a higher back on it. It actually had armrest. There's nothing like when you get home or you're out in public and you realize you have the flaking stuck to the back of your arms or your legs. Yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> my headphones flake. And so I'll take a shower tonight and I'll get up in the morning and I'll have black flakes down my neck like I've been yep. working in the garage all fucking night. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like an artist now, like who just shows up and like clothes and dry paint i'm just fuck it i don't care yep. i took a shower the shit's still there it clings <laughs> whatever so so my chair showed up today i put it together i sat in it and i went holy shit i have never sat it it's made by serta Ooh, so, the mattress company yeah i've never sat in a nicer office chair mm-hmm than the one that I have now. The chair I'm sitting in looked like it retailed on Amazon for about 200 bucks prior to me getting there. Yeah. Now, if you're like me and Mike and a normal person, you're like, $200 is a lot of money for a fucking chair. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like listening to successful podcasts to 
reminds you how poor you are. Yep. A couple years back, I was listening to a mainstream podcast, the new X chair, the luxury and office chairs. If you're spending eight hours a day, much like me and Mike's been talking about, you want an X chair, X chair, X chair. Hmm. What how much this X chair is? It's on this show. I'm guessing about a fucking $1,500 chair. Built-in vibrator, built-in heat seat, or built-in fucking ma- manual manipulator. The fucking chair base model was $4,200. Jesus. I'm like, holy hell. And this is the same type of podcast where like Tommy John underwear. Tommy John, Tommy John. You've got to get yourself Tommy John underwear. Yeah. I have Tommy John underwear, and I've replaced every pair of underwear I've had with Tommy John. Well, how many fucking pairs of underwear do you have? Three? Has mm-hmm. anybody listening checked the retail price on a pair of Tommy John underwear? One pair, not a not a chub pack, a single fucking pair of Tommy John underwear. Aren't they like forty or fifty bucks? Thirty-seven dollars a pair. Yeah. So you're telling me you replaced yeah. all? So you have two hundred dollars to spend on, on underwear? I I fucking don't. I can't bring myself yeah. to buy one pair, let alone replace my entire inventory. Right. You know, unless exactly. you're the type of guy who's rocking three pairs of underwear and by Wednesday you're flipping them bitches inside out to ride it out until <laughs> laundry day, <laughs> who can afford to drop two to three hundred dollars on new new draws? Yeah, no shit. I, I I have a hard time pulling the trigger at Walmart to pay thirty bucks for three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like fuck thirty dollars for one pair of underwear. Fucking yeah, 40. we're not at the quite at the level where I can go out and drop four grand on an office chair and thirty dollars on a pair of underwear. Yeah. Think you know. But, I was but reluctant yeah, to ask I my mean, boss for a thirty dollars keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he would care, but I'm like you. It's like, it's like no, I just can't. Well, like I said, I sat in the chair, comfy, first day in the chair. I don't think it's quite broken yet, but I mean, it was comfortable as shit. Fits underneath my desk, which is super key. Um, yeah, there's a lot to Another, say about a, a chair that actually fits under the desk. And I was talking to the young cat at my office the other day. I said, you know, I've been I've done a lot of computer setups in the last 18 years. And mm-hmm. people buy these high-end, custom-made, cherry wood computer desks. And none of them are engineered by people who use and or install computers. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a little different with all the wireless shit. But back in the day, it's like, well, i got to go out and buy you 13 USB extension cables to make sure your US, your, your keyboard can plug into your tower because they put all the holes in the yeah. worst places. Oh, i got to get you two video extension cables. It's like, who, who engin- you're selling a computer desk. Wouldn't you engineer it so you people can actually install their computers with the default length yeah. of wire that the damn computers come with? Yeah. And I mean, by the way, can my computer chair fit under the fucking thing when I'm sitting in it? Is that too much to ask? Not to complain, but my desk, the wires are all over the place. I mean, IT does everything that they can to try and, you know, get, because we have our own ID department. Well, as an IT um, guy, here's the problem. You can go in there and drop a metric ton on zip ties and Velcro ties. And as soon as you do, two weeks later, Sheila doesn't like where her fucking keyboard's located. And now she's bitching that the wires are all tied up. And then you got to find somebody with a pair of diagonal cutters, get in there and snip them off. Or so. You were in here last week, but now I gotta uh, put in a. It's it happens all the time. You're just you just yeah. your hands up like. Well, the the like my boss's desk. He's got like the two little cutaways mm-hmm. for what you know wire hiding wire and stuff like yeah. that. But where, because I have in in my home office, I have an L shaped desk, and at work I have an L shaped desk. My, in a heart shaped box. Work. My work desk is a little bit bigger than my home desk, but I would have thought that they would have put in like. One of those hideaway things in the corner, but instead it's way off in fucking yeah. left field. And uh, 
the only thing that goes through it is my office phone. When I worked at the radio station in my producer's studio, the, the console chair couldn't fit underneath it. So yeah. me and the waterman went out back, grabbed four center blocks, put two on each side, and raised the whole fucking console up the height of a center block. Yeah. So we got the Volkswagen back on Friday. Look at you go. How's that bill? Um, the bill was only my my uh, was only my deductible, so I got off light. Yeah. Um, line items. Why did it take fifty four days to repair the Volkswagen? Page one. <laughs> Page two, <laughs> page three, a total of 117 line items of what had to be fixed, replaced, and refinished, and all of it's from hurricane wind damage. I don't want to bore the audience here, but I will just go through some of the, the fun, finer points. Uh, removed and replaced the front bumper cover, um, and refinished the front bumper cover, both the front left side grills, the grill assembly, uh, the front and left uh Headlights, the hood, uh, both fender guards in the inside, new windshield, new sunroof, new trim, all new paint. And so they did a good job. Windshields, OEM grade. It doesn't have the picture frame on it. 117 items fixed, painted, buffed, replaced. Majority of the car was repainted. There's like one spot on the, on the back trunk lid where they forgot to buff it in you can see a little bit of the oxidation from the old paint mm -hmm. but other than that it looks like a brand new car nice and i took to a place in astero because when i was lining up my insurance yes you can take your car to any shop in the area but if you want a quicker turnaround time you don't want to have to wait for a shop to be approved by the insurance company so mm -hmm. I went down their list, and I took three or four of them in the area, and I found the one with the best rating, and that best rating was in Estero, Florida, about two miles from the radio station. Not a big deal to me. I used to make that 33-mile drive every single day <laughs> both ways. Actually, 66 miles round trip. Yeah. But I would have to take an hour off work to get up there on time. So we uh, we picked it. Well, I called them. I called them on Friday. I said, uh, hey, um, yeah. So you guys have had my car for 56 days. You said it was done on Monday. Um, you said you're waiting on payment from Progressive. I called Progressive on Monday. They said they're going to send out somebody on Tuesday. Today's Friday. Monday's a holiday. And I lose my fucking rental car on Tuesday. Now, the problem with the fact that I lose my rental car on Tuesday is the fact that you have both my cars in your shop. <laughs> so if I yeah. don't have a rental car, I'm fucked. And yep. give them credit where credit is due, because my car had been sitting, not being touched, hypothetically going through quality control for a week. So they call me at uh, 3 o'clock on Friday, say, hey, we got the clearance, we got you know, proof of payment from your insurance company, come get the, come get the car. We drive up there, get the car, look around it real quick, They're, it's closing time, everything looks good, we get in it, I'm driving the... Rental car home, Carrie's following me in her car, and I doze off at a stoplight and wake up. We get home, and she goes out and locks the car. We get in and go somewhere later. She unlocks the car. My horn's not working. What? Door's locking. Horn's not working. She's like, when you fell asleep with that light, I thought I honked a horn at you, but I didn't hear nothing. Well, that's fucking weird. So I went in there, walked back to the car, opened the door, honked a horn. Beep, beep. Okay, it's working. That's weird. Locked the door, real faint honk. Hmm, fucking weird. 
Anyhow, I went inside, did some shopping, came out, got in the car, honked the horn, honk. Okay, get out, hit the key fob, honk, honk. Send a text message. Something's wrong with my fucking horn. A <laughs> horn started working. Nice and loud when you're running the car, hit the key fob, honk. So I'm Googling online how to hook up a car horn on a 2018 Volkswagen Jetta. Now, friends, if this was a 1991 Chevy S10 or a 1995 Ford Escort LX or a 1981 Suzuki Somersault or a 2005 Chevy Colorado or a 1991 Pontiac Firebird, all cars of which I've owned, by the way, you simply pop the hood, you find the horn, and you fucking just wiggle the wire and make sure it's seated. Well, friends, let me tell you about the Volkswagen. Volkswagen is probably one of the leaders in trying to beautify the engine compartment. Mm-hmm. And how do we beautify engine compartments? By tacking in as much plastic coverage as you can. So there is no popping the hood, reaching down in between the engine block and the fucking radiator, which is where a majority of most horns are, because there's a bunch of plastic covering that shit up. I put up one YouTube video, and on the GTI of that era, there's actually a wheel well access plate that you got to take off to access the horn. My car doesn't have that one. But so I called him. I said, I can't imagine anything you guys did, but I'm having this weird issue where my horn honks nice and loud, but with the key fob, I said, I don't know if it's my car starting. I don't think it's my battery's going bad. So anyhow, it's pouring down fucking rain. I go to Publix and some asshole's sleeping through the light and I hit the horn and the fucking thing's not working. Get to hmm. Publix, shut the door, lock it. Door locks, no horn. Walk in, come back out, unlock it, lock it again, no horn. Get in, turn on the car, no horn. So as of right now, I have no fucking horn. And, of course, to find people at this place is going to say, hey, drive your car all the way back to fucking Estero, even though we did a 117-point replacement, and I assume you had some sort of quality control. And, oh, by the way, do you not lock the cars up at your lot? When you parked the car in the backyard and you went, didn't anybody notice that the fucking thing didn't honk or it went, Honk, honk. Real quiet. (sighs) (laughs) Could I be a dick? Yes. And say, hey, um, so my horn ain't fucking working? And they're going to say, well, bring it back. And I'm going to say, well, are you telling me to drive a non-roadworthy vehicle 33 miles? Because what's the first thing you do when you get a car inspection? What's the first thing they do when you pull an anti-jiffy lube? Test your headlights, test your turn signals, test your brake lights, test your horn. These are all things that you need to have a quote-unquote roadworthy vehicle. Mm -hmm. So are you implying that I need to risk life and limb (laughs) driving 33 miles? Oh, and by the way, it's not like I'm going to pull in the parking lot and you're going to have Skippy slide out on a fucking uh, creeper take three and a half seconds. No, it's going to drop off my car and come back six and a half hours later, which means what? I got to take an entire day off of work because you guys failed to do your quality control and make sure my fucking horn was hooked up after you reassembled my car. Yes. Cause I got to go get my truck hopefully this week. And once again, no. Carrie's got to take me, but it's not like while I'm checking out my truck, they're going to have Skippy slide underneath their Volkswagen with a creeper and hook the horn up real quick. You got to take the whole fucking front end apart again. Yeah, that's um, a lot of. But I, I would assume foreign cars for you. 
I'm sure it has nothing to do with form. I'm sure they fucking didn't push up all the way on the clip when they reassembled it. No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as like the design mm-hmm. and and you know not being as simple as just fiddle fucking with the wire. But I would assume, I, worked, especially I've a place worked. like this, it is a franchise, but it's a <clears throat> corporate franchise that they have a checklist. Even when I was building think. ambulances and we had a quality control checklist, guess what we had to test? The, the locking horn, both of them. The air horn and the honky horn. That is the official name, by the way. It's the honky horn. So, say, Jesus Christ. Well, why did you take your car to stereo? Because they had the best ratings. And if I'm going to take two cars to get replaced, I would prefer to do it but the place of the better rating than the place in Cape Coral that had two out of five stars. Thank you. But anyhow, that's where we're at on that. Yeah. And I have a little story to kind of go with that. Mm-hmm. In 2016. Way back. Way back. I moved back down to Florida from North Carolina. Florida. And was it, I think, a week or two? Oh, you know what's not they, on? I, sorry to cut you off, but you know what's not on the 117 checklist itemized of the things that they fucked with? What? My horn. <laughs> <laughs> I looked. But I'm sure they had the disconnected when they popped the fucking grill off to paint my car. Yeah. Um, a week. It was two weeks after I moved down here and a week after I started my first career here. And that's where that strip was, club really considered a career. Hey, now. Got to make your you money. You weren't even the DJ. You were up on the pole. <laughs> I was on my way home. It was like typical five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I was on Bayshore, mm-hmm. getting ready to. I was coming up towards Slater, mm-hmm. and the light turned. Right and where I'm the old not, fire department is. Yeah, and I'm not. I, at the time, I wasn't super familiar with driving here. I mean, even though I'm born and raised here, and I, you know, but in the ten year span that I was gone, things have changed. So the light turned and I went, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And it was raining. So I, I come to a skidding stop a little bit out into the into the intersection, just a little bit. A little Pete and about two, two seconds goes by and just boom. A fucking dump truck ass packed my pickup truck. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. Hit me. I, truck was fine for the most part. I mean, aside from the crinkling damage and stuff like that. So we pulled over into the uh, gas station right there and we kind of did the, the back and forth and whatnot. He had insurance, which was lucky. Little did he know you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, the, but the bad part about that is that we both had the same insurance carrier. How is that a bad thing? Because they took their sweet ass fucking time. Fun fact when Carrie got her first Volkswagen, we had a month and I was driving it because my truck had broken down. I was taking a laptop back to a customer and luckily I had it sitting on the floorboard. Mm-hmm. Sitting at a light, there's a Lincoln Navigator behind me. Light's red. She's one of these people who don't watch the light, she watches the traffic. Yeah. 
And there's a little funny thing that happens with the left turn lane. It gets a green arrow before the other lanes. Yeah. And since she's not paying attention to anything fucking else, she drives right into the back of the trunk of the Volkswagen, crushing it on a brand new fucking car that's 28 and a half days old. Mm-hmm. She gets out. We both have progressive. So it wasn't a big deal. She looks at me and says, do you have a cell phone on you? I said, sure. Why? She's like, I need to call my computer guy. He's on the way to my house to drop off my laptop. And I just Get picked up my car from the Mercury dealership having my car serviced. I said, what is the name of your computer guy? She said, Don, and at computers. I said, nice to fucking meet you. Your laptop's <laughs> in my car. So she cuts me a check. To which I promptly walk over to show the Lee County Sheriff because I didn't want him to think we're performing insurance fraud on the side of a road at an accident scene. Yeah. He gets a giggle, a little chuckle out there. Yeah. Brand new car. Got the entire trunk crushed in by a Lincoln Navigator that was just picked up from the dealership. And we both had progressive. And so it got done rather quickly. But, uh, yeah. See, in my experience, it took a lot longer. Because they didn't send out the insurance adjuster right away. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like week after week. And it was, you know, I was trying to just get my life back on track and, and, you know, get back to normal. And when they told me, okay, well, we're going to, you know, have you send your truck in, pick a place. Yeah. And I went, okay. And, you know, being, you know, young and naive and not knowing, you know, what I was doing. Because prior to that, I mean, every vehicle that I had was really old. And if it got a ding in it or somebody hit it or something, it wasn't a huge deal. I'm turning 45 in 20, 30 days. Yeah. I've had insurance consistently since I was 32. But Mm -hmm. I've I've been paying for insurance off and on on the 30-day scale. Yeah. Um, Not to teach anybody how to drive illegally but if you're between the ages of 18 and fucking 32 because well shit's expensive yeah you want to find you one of those places with like an 800 number with a cartoon character or maybe a fake nascar driver <laughs> one of those type people mm-hmm. and what they'll do is you can buy a policy <laughs> and then when you're broke the following months It'll take them 30 days to notify the state that your, your insurance is lapsed, and then you can go renew it so you can skate without losing your license for about 28, 29 days. And they're the type of places that'll just renew your policy without a whole hoop, help, without any new down payments. And so I did right. that for about off and on for like fucking 10, 12 years. Yeah. Well, that's dangerous. Actually, you know what's funny thing? When you don't have insurance, you tend to be a more uh, attentive driver. <laughs> not yeah. only do you not want to get pulled over, but you don't want to wreck your car. But I I say all that to say this, even though I've been paying insurance inconsistently since I was 16 and then consistently since I was 32, this is the first time I've ever filed an insurance claim. And I've had been rear-ended. I've had things hit my car in the parking lot. But it was just like, I'm I'm looking at my monthly payment. I'm like, I'm paying this much money in this fucking truck (laughs) and looking like this now. I got to, I got to, funny thing is I actually had a, I had a decent sized dent behind the driver's side rear seat from where I had a server in my arm. I, it started to rain and I harpooned it. And I wanted to get that fixed, but I just I couldn't quite justify the deductible. <laughs> well, after yeah. the hurricane came and shit on it, I could, okay, I'll get it all repaired. But yeah. yeah. So they, they gave me the list of 
approved mm-hmm. and they gave me the other list of you can take it wherever the fuck you want but mm-hmm. we're only paying so much mm-hmm. it's like okay fun so fact picked... not to keep cutting you off but <laughs> roofing insurance they cut you a check they send you the full balance of the check and then your job is just to go out and get a quote that's cheaper than the balance of the check plus your deductible so you're not out of money in any pocket right so if they give you 30 grand, your deductible is 1000, so they give you 29 grand, you go out and get a roofing guy gives you a quote for 2750. After taxes, you're about $900 in the pocket. Like sweet, I didn't cost me fucking nothing. You Car insurance is a lot fucking different because I guess so many people file claims. They send yeah. somebody out, they'll say okay, you got 7 grand worth of fucking damage. Your deductible is 600 bucks. We're going to send you a you know when your deductible is five hundred bucks. We're going to send you a check for sixty five hundred. So we're going to make sure you get your that five hundred dollar deductible, and then any additional work we'll pay directly to the shop. So there's no way you're getting out of paying that deductible, mm-hmm. unlike homeowners insurance. Yep. So I picked a place off the approved vendors list, mm-hmm. and they just so happened to have an adjuster and in a small office on site. Chain smoking. Yeah. Drinking black coffee. So I was like, all right, cool. Unhappy with his position was, in life. <laughs> yeah. It was an old truck. It was a 2005 Silverado Ooh. Z71. Ooh. And rusted all the shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, under what you, what you, the stuff that you couldn't see was the shit that was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I took it in. They gave me, my insurance at the time gave me the whole, you know, 30 day spiel for rental car and all that mm-hmm. blah 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 yeah, i just went through that so and i had my car for 52 days so I do the math yeah so i was like okay so they did that and they told me i could pick any vehicle i want up to so much per day so yep. i'm like all right well i want a fucking truck you know that's I what i that. drive every day that's what i want to get back so i got a truck for up to so much per day and i didn't have to pay any extra for it so it worked out and then you had to fight the urge to go buy a new fucking car yeah exactly because it was a brand new Mm -hmm. in 2016 it was a brand new vehicle and i was like fuck so i'm in that guy calls me and he's like okay you know we're we should have it fixed by friday like two weeks had went by or something like that i was all right right, cool didn't hear from him went down there turned in my vehicle Mm mm-hmm Got dropped off at the place, which was like right down the street. Mm-hmm. Went in there, sat around for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, you're not done yet. I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? You told me it would be done by Friday. It's six o'clock on Friday. Oh, oh no, Friday, no, I didn't. Three weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was, you know, confused and didn't understand it and everything like that. So he, I was like, all right, well, you know. So I got a ride back up there. I still had time left on my rental. Got another rental truck. It was a smaller uh, Nissan Frontier. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, another two weeks went by. He's like, all right, for sure, it's going to be done this Friday. I will call you. It's like, all right, cool. He called me. I went down there, (laughs) turned in my rental vehicle, went over to the place, sit around for another fucking hour and a half. And then he comes out of the, the shop into the office and he's like, man, I'm so sorry. They're having a really hard time. 
they were they were going to try and use your original bolts and your original bolts for your bumper were so rusty that they can't get them back in and blah 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 blah. and i'm thinking you bought a new bumper but you didn't buy new hardware to go with it nah steve used that on his truck <laughs> yeah so i was like well this is bullshit because you know my rental is up mm-hmm. i don't have any more time mm-hmm. you know and i'm not fucking paying for this you told me it was going to be That's done by today dollars a day down here in these parts yeah so he was like, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of everything. So sent me back up there, put it on their account. They got me another vehicle for another two fucking weeks. Finally called me and said, it's 100% done. I said, are you sure? He said, yes, you can come by today. All right. Went through the whole spiel again, went down there, looked at the truck, was fed up with them, didn't want to fucking deal with them anymore. So I drove away. Everything was fine. A couple weeks go by and I start kind of noticing some things. I'm looking at the bed and what had happened in the accident was on the bed. It had, it, uh, the truck, the dump truck had hit it and the corner had raised up. Mm-hmm. Now my tailgate still worked and my tail light wasn't busted. So, I mean, technically everything was fine. It was just the it's bumper was the smashed in and the fucking bed had gotten you know, picked up on the one corner and there was a little bit of a crinkle down the driver's side. And I was like, all right. So I started noticing and I was like, okay, well, orange peel for the paint for starters. Lovely. Secondly, you could still see the waves in the metal. Nice. Good look. Thirdly, the tailgate was askew. Yep. And uh, lastly, the corner of the bed was still up just a little bit. Awesome. And I'm thinking, wow, this is somewhere that I really, really, really want to give props to. Yeah. You know, quality, good quality body shop work right here. Yeah. And I probably should have taken it to Gerber or something. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hey, there you go. Now, not to tell you how to write comedy, but next you went time, all the way down. Wait a minute. You went all the way down to a Stero for Gerber? Yeah. We're on fucking Metro, dude. I went with the one that had the better rating. <laughs> now, I'm not here to tell you how to write comedy, but next time you tell that story, especially following up my story, cut 45 seconds out of it. Say, I picked up my car. Everything worked great, but the fucking horn. That's called a callback. Everybody had a good time and laughed. <laughs> 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 but no, I was going to ask you, did the horn at least work? But yeah, Gerber's the one that can't hook up a fucking horn but yeah um you're bitching about a horn not working and my entire bed was still fucked up when i was done (laughs) whatever happened to taking pride in your sport and or hobby that had a hint of danger to it are we talking like like give me an example. Is like that maybe that's what like separate that? hockey, baseball, football, surfing, any, skateboarding, any any real any sport has an inherent danger. If you're a girl who plays vo- how many how many girls in high school did you see who played volleyball wearing a fucking leg brace because they blew out their goddamn knee on the gym floor? Sure. Inherent yeah. danger of participating in your sport. Sure. That's something you take pride in. Yeah. Skateboarding, you got fucking road rash all over you. You fucking went to school with your road rash you didn't cover with band-aids on that shit mm-hmm. hockey got tooth knocked out you fucking kept the tooth out football you, you saw some stars you know you fucking walked it off battle scars i don't 
Maybe that's why our generation was the the father. My, my, are you technically a Gen Xer or are you a millennial? Yeah. See, my generation were the father of extreme sports. We basically yeah. invented base jumping, bungee jumping, snowboarding. The fucking X Games. The X Games. We brought skateboarding to what it is today. We didn't invent it. That was invented by my father's fucking generation, but we brought it to what it is today. Yeah. Six years ago, I get it because it's a, a female softball thing, and I get it. You're in high school. You want you want to have your pretty face and pretty grill. But I was talking to one of the girls who worked at the radio station, and she taught high school softball, and even she was disgusted by the fact that they all want to wear the face mask out in the field so they don't get the dinger and knock their, their pretty girls in. I get it. You're a chick. You don't want to get hit in the face. Wear your, wear your fucking catcher's mask in fucking center field. Mm-hmm. I saw something today that just disgusts me, and I didn't know it was a thing. Uh Uh-oh. It was a podcast featuring two Uh high school baseball boys, baseball varsity coaches. And they're complaining about something where their players, all of them, because it's drip. (laughs) Drip to where sliding gloves in their pocket while playing the field. You're probably asking the same thing I asked. What the fuck's a sliding glove? They want to do this because the major leaguers are doing this. We went from Babe Ruth smoking, chewing dip, eating fucking raw red meat and waddling out to the goddamn home plate and calling his shot and fucking hitting home runs. We went to Tommy Lasorda fighting fucking umpires and being fat and sloppy. We had Pete Rose doing head first slides and every fucking base. Every kid would recreate that in every gravel sandlot around the country and get all kinds of stones embedded in their hands. Fucking Nolan Ryan, the strikeout king, went until he was, what, like 46? Mm -hmm. You got hockey players playing with broken femurs. Major League Baseball players, because they don't want to hurt their piggies, are wearing now something called a sliding glove so that when you slide to steal a base, you put a little oven mitt on your leading hand so that you don't accidentally stub your finger on the basey base. Get the fuck out of here. I, In that case, I get it. You're making millions of dollars a year, especially if you're like a pitcher. Maybe you might be able to not swing the bat if you have a broken piggy. Even though the guys have been playing for the last hundred years, they were able to fucking do it just fine. You know, first it started with the the fucking pad for their arms so they don't get hit with a ding a wild ball. You know, don't get hit with a fastball in their bicep. Now they're wearing fucking streamlined oven mitts when sliding into bases so they don't stub a finger. And of course, all the high school kids see this, and the middle school kids and little league kids. And so they're not just wearing a sliding glove when they get on base, when they're a base runner. They don't hit the ball, get the first, put the sliding glove on like Willie Mays Hayes. What was it? He hits like Mays and runs like shit. Oh, no, he hits like, he hits like Mays, but yeah, whatever the line was. They wear it in their pocket, hanging out like a flag while playing the field when they're on, when they're out. When they're not up the bat, because it's stylish. It's cool. 
It's stylish to be a fucking pussy. I, when, I played, when we grew up, the only time we wore helmets and knee pads when we were at skate parks that fucking required them. And you got an entire generation of people who know how to fall. We've talked about on this podcast before, me and Gordon and Dave. If you skateboard, snowboard, bike, doing anything, it's extreme, extreme, extreme. You learn how to fall. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to fuck yourself up. Yep. So, yeah, if you're riding a half pipe, you're riding a bolt, put on a fucking helmet. You're doing kickflips out in the street, take the fucking helmet off, learn how to fall. Well, and, you know, one good fall, especially like skateboarding or something like that, that'll that'll learn you real quick. Mm -hmm. You learn real quick, okay, maybe I shouldn't put my hand out like that. The last time I counted, I was like in about nine different places. Last time I counted when I was a freshman in high school, I lost count around 73 scars that I had acquired from skateboarding (laughs) since I was in third grade. Uh, But yeah, I just, I saw that. I'm like, wow, sliding gloves. Hmm. That's funny. I mean, next, next you're going to tell me that we're going to get rid of metal cleats again. Yeah. We're going to go back to wearing fucking Chuck Taylor's. Did I give you the update on the walleye fishing guys? I think you did okay. two weeks ago. I Let's think you said you were actually going to give him a kayak. No, not that. Not those guys. Talking about the walleye fishing guys. The guys got oh, arrested the, for the, putting the, yeah the the weight gate. Yeah. Anyhow, they got like I think thirty days in jail, and the one guy lost his hundred thousand dollar fishing boat. But yeah, what you get? Um. Remember, here's, well, we'll do this one first. News you really need to pay attention to. If I would say the BRIC countries, would you know what I'm talking about? The BRIC countries? B-R-I-C-S, BRICS. B-R-I-C-S, BRICS countries. Uh, I'm not familiar. If I asked you what the global reserve currency is, what would you say? Gold? No. The American dollar. Back in the day, we made a deal with the OPEC nations that oil and fuel would only be sold in the American dollar. And basically every financial institution around the world, bank-wise, their reserve currency, meaning any, doesn't matter if you're in Sweden, England, fucking Russia, all the national banks, their money is backed up and stabilized using the American dollar, which is why we often have a better rate than most countries. That's why the dollar is worth more than just about any currency in the world. Well, as you may or may not know, if you don't watch the news, which I, I get the desire not to watch news because it's all fucking shit, but this yeah. is news you need to be aware of. And this has been going on for four or five months. BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and now along with uh, 34 other nations are trying to establish a separate currency that would significantly disrupt the stability of the global financial system. The The dominance of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency has preserved the level of stability and predictability in international trade and finance. Introducing a new currency would create an uncertainty and a potential to lead to the currency war. 
as countries try to delve their currencies to gain a competitive advantage. And so basically what Brazil, Russia, India, and China, and South Africa are doing is saying, hey, we're going to start our own kind of financial institution. And our countries, along with 34 others that are signing up, we're no longer going to trade in American dollar. We're going to trade in probably, most likely, going to be the Chinese currency, the yen. Now, we already know China's trying to take over the world. We already know China's coming in here buying up all our lands. <laughs> we know China's doing all kinds. Of, they have the thousand-year plan to take over the world. And so right now, they're, they've been pushing us hard. And you say, well, what's the horrible things that could possibly happen if this happens? Fragmentation of the global trade. The introduction of BRICS currency could lead to the fragmentation of global trade. Currently, U.S. dollar serves as the common currency for international transactions, facilitating trade between countries with different currencies. If BRICS were to establish their own currency, it would create a barrier between BRICS countries and the rest of the world, making trade more complicated and potentially leading to the decline in global trade values. The lack of trust of credibility. Um, establishing a new currency requires a high level of trust and credibility in the issuing of authority. While BRICS countries collectively represent a significant portion of the global economy, they have, they have diverse economic and political systems. This diversity could undermine confidence and stability in the governance of BRICS currency, leading to a lack of trust among international investors, businesses, and consumers. Um, but the bigger important to us is if this thing actually takes off and more countries jump into us, especially those OPEC nations, the one in the Middle East who control a lot of the oil. And if if the OPEC nations decide for the first time in like 63 years to start selling oil in other currency other than American, you think uh, you think inflation's bad now? We could see hyperinflation and the value of the dollar can fall through the fucking floor. And all this is going on why we have a feeble-minded fucking grandpa in office. And an administration who are too concerned about fucking whether or not transgender should be able to play women's fucking hockey or not. Right. And, and it, I mean, it makes sense that Russia, China, and um, I think Venezuela is also getting involved in a shit. Because, obviously, we kind of have a thing going on in China right now. And so if they can get their own currency off the ground, us potentially freezing assets and doing this and that won't have as major of an effect on them. Russia, obviously, we've already freezing their assets and cutting their currency off of the hip. This could uh, lead to a very, very bad day for us in America, especially us trying to pay mortgages and rent and all that shit. So that's something you need to be aware of. Outstanding. Let's, uh, how about a little news of hypocrisy? eBay founder gives nearly $2 million to defund the police. Okay, it was all the rage. I mean, we saw what Target's doing now and Bud Light. You know, there's things in the air. You want to be part of the in crowd. You, you got to tweet some tweets, and you want to be part of the rising tide, right? The whole thing a few years ago was defund the police, yada, 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 yada. But why would the founder of eBay give two, nearly $2 million, which is a drop in a bucket, but it's still a $2 million donation? What, what would be in it for him? Why would he want the defunding of the police? Well, the other back half of the headline is searching. The other the other half of the headline is while funding a private security startup. <laughs> Follow the money trail. 
The billionaire founder of the e-commerce site eBay plowed money into a private security startup built as the, quote, Uber for bodyguards, while also donating nearly $2 million to a group that advocates defunding and abolishing the police, according to reports. Um, Pierre Odenmeyer, whose wealth is valued by Bloomberg Billionaires indexes $8.91 billion as a Friday, reportedly forked over 500000 I'm sorry, uh, 500000 to organizations that protest police involving killing George Floyd in 2020. Um, two other organizations tied to the um, Odenmeyer Newark Police Link and Democracy Fund received $1.3 million to sponsor websites called defundpolice.org, to u- a tool used by advocates to call for the cuts in police budgets, according to independent journalists. Um, then he, he donated 300000 to a movement for Black Lives to um, an organization that describes itself as abolitionist coalition reporting fang who prior to becoming an independent journalist worked for years and reported for the intercept a news site founded by odenmeyer um when we say defund and abolish the police we mean that exactly the movement of black lives wrote in their recent statement so this guy is basically saying hey if we minimize the police forces they can hire my crew and I can make a shit ton more money. Capitalism. Crony capitalism, let's be fair. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm a capitalist through and through. But I, I believe in making appropriate profit, profits on work and our goods and services rendered. Not not doing something like where I buy stock meta and then use my power as a politician to try to outlaw TikTok, which is eating meta's lunch, thus driving the stock value down. How is right. that even fucking legal? And, and and it's both sides. It's both sides on of the party doing it. Even Dan Carlson in stocking, stocking Meta. I don't get. I don't get what's going on in the world, Mike. Me either. Did you hear about the I white supremacists like who who <clears throat> crashed a U-Haul truck into the White House? I did. Had a Nazi flag on him. Yep. What do you well, think would happen? He, he tried to crash into the White House. He hit the fence. And what do you think would happen if, well, and, and he wasn't white, by the way. Right. What do you think would happen if that guy had a Nazi flag and a Trump flag and was white? A lot of Trump supporters would then be labeled as white. But he would clearly go to prison, right? Yeah. I mean, we got nutballs who walked around the Capitol building taking photos, getting six to ten years in prison for, mm-hmm. for January 6th. Yeah, and so I would suspect that this fellow would get arrested too, as he should. You wrecking the fucking White House. The alleged neo-Nazi accused of ramming the rented U-Haul truck into the White House security bears will be held in federal jail pending detention hearing next week, according to the reports. Sahib uh, Vanish Kundala, I think he's Middle Eastern, nineteen appeared in the Washington D.C. federal court Wednesday, where Magistrate Judge Robin M. Mirweather ordered he be jailed until the hearing next Tuesday, CBS reports. Kondalua from Missouri slammed a box truck into the barriers along Lafayette Square, just steps from the White House late Monday, U.S. Park police officer said. He had allegedly planned the attack for six months. Not a very good plan. With his, go- with his goal to quote, according to him, because this is how democracy works, to get to the White House, seize power, and to be put in charge of the nation. 
because this is a Hollywood movie or a monarchy, right? You just kill the king, and all of a sudden you're you're in charge now, right? Yep, yep. That's how it works. Kindalu was accused of threatening to quote kill the president if that was what he had to do, and he praised Nazism and Hitler. He was originally charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, and inflict harm on a president, vice president, and or family members, as well as assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, trespassing, and destruction of federal property, the U.S. Park Police said. Fair enough. Story over. <clears throat> Story was over. We won't be talking about it. Right. Clearly the guy's a fucking nut. Right. We have a long line of people getting off of some pretty serious charges for being a verified nut. Yes. You think you can walk into the White House, kill the president, and all of a sudden we're going to bow down and say, here you go, sir, what do you want to do? You're yeah. clearly a fucking nut. Absolutely. But with that being said, charges should still hold. He wrecked a car. I mean, if we're going to put... <laughs> old white people in jail for taking <coughs> selfies in front of a fucking Nancy Pelosi's door. This guy, we should definitely throw the book at rightfully. So his federal charges have since been downgraded to a single count of depreciation of property of the United States in NX. I'm sorry, depreciation of property of the United States in excess of a thousand dollars. He was originally charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president, the vice president, or family members, as well as assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of motor vehicles, trespassing, and destruction of federal property. But now it's all been downgraded to a single charge of depreciation of property in the United States of excess of $1,000. I'd like to know who his lawyer is. Kondula, a self-described unemployed data analyst, was taken into custody after ramming the barriers with his vehicle just before 10 p.m. on Monday. And as Mike said, he did have a swastika in his truck. He struck the barriers once before. Uh, he struck the barrier once before reversing the box truck and launching towards them again, ramming the structure for a second time, according to the statement and facts released on Tuesday. Certainly, he then allegedly hopped over the driver's seat and went to the back of the smoking truck. Quote, the officer watched as Kandula moved a red and white flag with a Nazi swastika in the center from the back, his black backpack and was carrying it. Document states no one was injured in the crash. No explosives were found inside the vehicle. Kandula later told federal agents he took a one-way flight from St. Louis to Washington, D.C. and arrived around 8 p.m., court papers stated. He then allegedly rented a U-Haul box truck and then drove it directly to the White House. He allegedly said his goal was to, quote, get to the White House, seize power, and be put in charge of the nation. When, ha when asked how he responded, he would, when asked how, he responded, he would, quote, kill the president if that's what I have to do and would hurt anyone that would stand in my way, according to court documents. Mm -hmm. Despite being stopped by security barrier, Condola told investigators he was successful because he had hopped, he had hoped to send a message the court document states. <laughs> so you can plan this for six months. What a wild fucking ride that is. Save money, mm -hmm. buy a one-way ticket, spend 20 bucks on a U-Haul, 
Piswasaga flag probably cost more than that. Yep. Ram his vehicle into the White House, create chaos, exclaim his objective was to kill the president and anyone who stood in his way and seize power to control the nation. And his charges were downgraded to destruction of property over $1,000. Yep. Okay. Sounds on the up and up. If he only had a Trump flag in his thing, he'd gotten the deserved 10, 15 years in jail as he should have got for, you know, a Yes, I know it's it's a bit of a reach to say a, a tentative coup, but in his crazy mind, that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> well, I mean, so what are we saying? As long as you're a fucking nut, you can just ram shit into the White House and you're good to go? I guess so. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, problem solved. Wow. You can get a Hindu swastika garden flag mm-hmm. for 12 bucks on Amazon. Well, see, that's the problem with crazy people. The swastika has been around a lot longer than Hitler. It is. Has, yes. It was a Buddhist symbol of prosperity. The Native Americans used it. And fun fact, I want to say the third, maybe the fourth infantry division of the United States Army used it in World War I. And it wasn't until the Hitler and the Nazis came out that they said, yeah, we're going to change our division logo. And so, rightfully so, we can't go around flying swastikas. Well, the same thing kind of happened with the Gadsden flag, right? The don't tread on me flag. Mm-hmm. Thing's been around for 100, uh, 200 years. Mm-hmm. It was created by Benjamin Franklin. Actually did the, uh, join or die. But the don't tread on me flag came around the same time. And it was a representation of a colonist, the dirty rebels, who were telling King George III and and Britain not to tread on us. And it was used to boost morale. And used as a patriotic symbol through the Revolutionary War. Obama got in office in the early 2000s. Bunch of people who didn't like to like him started the Tea Party movement. They hijacked the name Tea Party, and they all started flying Gadsden flags. Don't tread on me. And it got to the point by the end of t- time, pre- Obama was out of office. There's people getting sent home from work for being racist for having Gadsden flags because the flag was co-opted by a group of people who some may like or some may not, but my point being is now you got to be careful where you fly that flag because the meaning of it has been hijacked. Yep. And living here in Florida, <clears throat> we see this all the time, and I actually had a head of a discussion with somebody who was born in Florida. The Confederate battle flag. Mm. Otherwise known as the rebel flag. Otherwise known as the Confederate flag. And down here, you'll see Southerners with the sticker with the Confederate flag that says heritage, not hate. And as a historian, I get it. It was a Confederate battle flag. It was not a Confederate flag. It does not represent racism or slavery or anything else. However, (laughs) that flag was co-opted by a bunch of racist fucks (laughs) called the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. And it was used 
when confronting Martin Luther King and other prominent people who were trying to fight for people's civil rights, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who grew up in Kentucky and Ohio, I told this person this. Anyone who openly flew that flag would most likely drop the N-bomb when watching the Cosby show or the cops. So yes, Mm -hmm. that flag is represented by the world's worst fucking people. So even though it may have stood for something a long time ago, it no longer does. So let it fucking go. (laughs) Because the world's worst people are in love with that fucking flag. Maybe you guys need to take it back. Maybe you guys need to rise up. Maybe all the smart, non-racist Southerners need to rise up and have like a public battle against all the fucking ignorant, fucking racist people to take your flag back. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what's going to need to happen. But yes, shit gets co-opted by evil assholes and you just kind of let it go. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. The swastika. Swastika. As prior to Hitler mm-hmm. and his cohorts mm-hmm. was the, uh, let's see, before the 1930s, the division symbol was a red square with a yellow swastika. A tribute to the large Native American population in the southeastern, excuse me, southwestern United States. What division was that? That was the 45th Infantry Division yeah, of World the United War States I. Army. Yeah, World War One. Active between 1923 and 1945, and then again between 1946 and 1968. Well, people don't realize who don't research World War II, Hitler did not have a creative original bone in his fucked up body. There's an interesting book called Hitler, The Pathology of Evil. And if you read this book, you you like, okay, first and foremost, Hitler clearly hated himself, rightfully so, because he's a fucking shitbag. But like the first laws he invoked when he took power, first and foremost, rule number one, Hitler was convinced that his mother was not his mom. He was convinced that his Jewish housemaid was his mother that his father had an affair with even though it wasn't true. His mom had Munchausen by proxy, but not in a way where she abused him, but in a way that, like, he can never do anything wrong and, like, not really Munchausen, but, she, like, the way it was explained, in her mind, he can never do anything wrong, and in his dad's eyes, he can never do anything right. Yeah. So, like, the first law he passed is Jewish girls between the ages of 12 and 35 cannot work in a Gentile's house, i.e. the braid- breeding years. Mm-hmm. And, like, the like three other four of the laws he passed, like, if those laws were in place before he was born... He would have never been born. It's like it was like he was creating laws that would have prevented him from ever being born. The guy right. was a fucking sociop- psychopath. Mm-hmm. But he was not creative in the least. The whole Hitler salute, Zeke Heil, I'm not going to do it because I don't want people getting pictures of me. But where you put your hand up, do the whole thing. He stole that from Mussolini, the, the dictator of, of, of Italy. So he stole that. There's a famous watercolor that he was in love with. It was a guy on a horse. It's like, the Dark Knight or something. And the guy had the little Charlie Chaplin little duster. So he adopted that and the comb over haircut. And like he likes and then he obviously stole the swastika from the Buddhist. And like so his whole personality, like everything, was just hodgepodge stole from whatever he could. Yeah. So I mean the guy was a narcissist, which is ironic because he hated himself. He's just a complete fucking loser. But yeah, so that's shit gets co-opted. It's it's, and we're dealing with that now, right? You saw the reports where, like three years ago, the FBI put out the symbol of new uh, extremism in in the United States, the Betsy Ross flag, 
the join or die symbol, basically all the patriotic symbols from the Revolutionary War that we use to fight against King George III mm-hmm. and the government are now being held. Oh, if you have a Betsy Ross flag, a don't tread on me flag, or join or die, you're clearly a, a, a terrorist organizer. And it's like, okay, here we go. Whatever you say. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is any any icon that was a symbol of patriotism 30 years ago, <laughs> basically the patriots are now the, are now the, the dirty rebels. Mm-hmm. Ladies, we need to have a discussion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look, he may be good in a sack. He may be magical with the tongue. He may be well endowed, but is it worth it? You all need to stop hanging around with these fucking psycho dudes. We had that piece of shit Brian Laundry down in Naples who killed fucking old girl and ditched her body. Tennessee woman who disappeared during cross-country trip was found safe. Boyfriend reportedly arrested. Los Angeles, California, a woman who went missing while cross-country road trip to Orange County, California, with her boyfriend has been found safe, police said Tuesday evening. Reading police said that Nikki Alcarez, 33, was contacted by the Eureka Police Department and, quote, found to be safe. Reading police then contacted the Mortary, New Mexico Police Department to confirm that she is no longer considered a missing person. No future details have released. The Alcaraz family had said they believed her to be in danger. She was believed to have been spotted at a Walmart over the weekend. Her boyfriend, Taylor Dickship, was reportedly arrested, according to local police, through details on that aren't, I'm sorry, reports, though details on the arrest weren't immediately available. Alcaraz left her home in Tennessee for a road trip in her black Jeep with her cheese dick and her dog. They planned to travel to Orange County to visit her family, but three weeks ago, the 33-year-old mother disappeared in Monterey, New Mexico. Quote, there's a lot of possibilities that I'm scared of after not hearing from her for three weeks now, said the sister. There were signs of trouble when the couple reached New Mexico. On May 4th, a Torrance County Sheriff Department spotted, I'm sorry, a report showed Alcrez with a black eye. A witness said that Cheese Dick punched her in the face. The port said Stratton claimed um, the report says that he, he claims he was also hit. Sounds very familiar. I remember the whole Brian Laundry thing where the cops pulled her over and she had a black eye and he called her, she hit me too. <coughs> Neither yep. one chose to press charges. They left in the police station separately. Alcaraz was dropped off by the police in a mortuary where she called her sister. Quote, her eye was already turning, because obviously it's FaceTime. Her eye was already turning black and could and you could tell that she was beat up pretty badly, her sister said. A family friend drove to New Mexico and met up with her, hoping to bring her back to California. But on the day they were supposed to leave, she told him she had to go back to find her boyfriend. On now it's not like she's stranded, like she has to go back. Somebody's on their way to pick her up. Your yeah. your, your old man fucking punched you in the face and gave you a black eye. On May 9th. Tony received a text from her sister saying she was in Arizona and planned to continue driving to California. A license plate reader picked up her Jeep near Flagstaff, Arizona earlier in the month, but police said her phone appeared to be out of service. Cheese Dick, Dick Fuck, her boyfriend, has an unrelated arrest warrant out of Tennessee tied to theft charges. 
He has not been seen since their interaction with the Arizona police. Hmm. So she went missing for three weeks after a FaceTime with her sister with a black eye. Clearly the boyfriend, luckily in this case, she ended up being safe. But this like, with the exception of her being alive, this is almost line by line, the Brian Laundrie fucking homegirl story. Yeah. And I don't get these chicks who stick around with their dudes. Who not only beat themselves. How many times have you seen the scabby fucking meth girl walking down the street, a homeless girl, and she always has some scabby meth out dude? And you're looking at him like, I guarantee 87% chance he's the reason she's homeless. Because she couldn't fucking let him go. I just, I don't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I know there's a lot of shitty women out there who treat their dudes like shit, but come on, ladies. You have the most powerful substance known to man in your control. That is the vagina. There's no reason to stick around with some dude who's going to beat you up, do horrible shit to you, lead you down a bad path where you're going to end up fucking homeless or drugged out. Take the power back, ladies. Fucking leave these guys. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. And this chick's lucky. She she didn't meet the, the worst case scenario but yeah there's a fantastic song i would love to play but i'd get hit with a copyright infringement by a group called um atmosphere out of minneapolis yep and this song should be the national anthem for domestic violence awareness day and the name of the song is the last to say And it's basically where he's talking. Let me get the lyrics. I, I can't play the song, but I can. Atmosphere last to say. <coughs> I won't rap it. I'll just read the lyrics. And I don't even think it's. I don't know if it's Domestic Violence Awareness Day, but it should be. And it's like, as somebody who was like. Grew up in this situation, not with my dad, but one of my mom's boyfriends back in the day. That shit hits home. Mm-hmm. As far back as he cares to remember, he used to see his old man lose his temper. And mama's pretty face would catch it all. On a regular basis, the nest would fall. But he was always safe from his dad's rage because mama sacrificed in his place. Two dozen years of the blood, sweat, and tears avoided the mirror, losing her hair from the fear. She never left him. She stayed inside. He beat her ass up until the day that he died. In fact, the biggest beating was the day that he died because now it was too late for her to make a new life. She gets to mourn for, she gets to mourn for the touch of a punch. Won't ever admit it that she ain't clutching it much. Someday she'll die and it's still worth to be done because now the anger lives on through their son. Because he saw, he caught it all, a childhood of watching Ma and Paul get raw. It's too bad for him. Nah, that's half the truth. Because you back with him now, and he's smacking you. What happened to you? You don't have a clue? Did your mom used to suffer accidents too? I never knew that you would stand for abuse. I guess I used to assume that you would pack it up and move. I think about it 
and when he left them the last time, said out loud that it would never forget the past crimes. Sunglasses so dark, scarf around your neck to cover the choke marks. And since you've got to justify returning, you convince yourself that he's just a hurt person. You want to blame that cross that he bears, but his pop's not there when he tosses you down the stairs. And here's the course. And this is like fucking the most heartfelt thing. Like, if you know a woman or a girl, even a dude getting peed up by his dude, anybody taking an ass whooping from their counterpart, let me be the last to say, please don't stay. Let me be the last to say, you won't be okay. It's like fucking boom. It hits it right there. I mean, that the, the video is amazing too. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, let someone in your life be the last one to say, time to move on. And take them up on that shit. And just, it's scary. You may have your mm-hmm. entire financial... And you may have burnt bridges with your family, but chances are if you go back to your family and say, hey, I'm leaving dickhead, chances are they'll rebuild those bridges pretty quick Yeah, and give you a place to go so you're not in that sticky situation anymore. Yep. But yeah, it's it's crazy that people are willing to put themselves in that situation, especially when they have kids. Yep. But anywho... Boy, I brought the show down, but you know that's, <laughs> that's what we do here on the What's in Your Head podcast. We talk about what's in our head, and uh, I was reading that story right before the show. I'm like, I'm reading. I'm like, God, this is just like the Brian Laundry story, mm-hmm. except for luckily that dickhead killed himself and got chopped up by alligators. For show. Found a cool uh, saltwater place to go fishing. Saltwater. Mm-hmm. Brackish okay. water ish. Did I send you the video of the kayakers off of um, Cape uh, Burnstore Road that were fishing out in the mangroves and the uh, little water spout came and picked their kayaks up and threw them like 20 yards away? You might have. I don't I don't remember that one. So anyhow, I was like, well, where are these guys fishing at? And there's a place in Cape Coral. There's actually has one of these kayak launches where you put your shit on the ramp. Yep. And it's a main thoroughfare for boats, but right across is a bunch of mangroves. And we went back in there fishing. Obviously, I don't know the first thing about saltwater fishing. <laughs> so, I will say I caught a sail catfish on a crankbait. <laughs> don't nice. ask me how. I threw the crankbait and I put my pole down. I was doing something. And my pole was like, <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, I got me a snook!" And it was a fucking little little sailfish. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to. I think we're going to change our um, monthly mystery tackle box to a saltwater box for a while to get some saltwater bait, so we can go try to expand our fishing horizons. Hell yeah. I will say it's kind of nice to be out on the water for six hours not having to worry about alligators. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, saltwater fishing I need to get into. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> like I said, I've been trying to get the boat ready to go and up and running and shit, but my the, the thing that holds me back with that is just the waterway you know i don't want to be going Scabber. you know 30 40 miles an hour and then all of a sudden there's a broken piling inside my hull you know what i mean yeah or a house or a car yeah maybe that's maybe you know that's a good point because i was talking to my boss he's like you know we took the boat out on memorial day weekend and the fucking waterways were dead he's like no one was out there 
Yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, it's weird because we went to the mall. No one was there either. I was like, I don't know if everybody's staying home barbecuing or what, but maybe that's why. Maybe people worry about damage to their boats. I know that's one of my number one reasons. I mean, I'd, I'd just assume pack up and go up to uh, Peace River or Charlotte Harbor or go down south to 10,000 Islands or something. A, in the snook world, in the snook world, a four-foot-long snook is actually rather a small fish because they're just long, right? I mean, it's still um, a decent fish, but... It's not uncommon no, to catch I mean, one if, that long. Te- technically, if you're hooking a 48-inch snook, that's pretty big. Well, even a two-and-a-half-foot, those things will have enough power to send you on one hell of a sleigh ride in a kayak is what I'm getting yeah. to. And I don't have a pedal kayak. Fucking right. Yeah, fucking right. Even even like, you know, 18, 19-inch snook, I mean, that'll, that'll pull you around. They got, you know, they're strong mm. little bastards. Yep. Does your kayak accommodate aftermarket rudder systems? Yes. Buy one. I did see your video. Despite my anger, frustration, hatred, and pain, <laughs> I did get a um, another email. I got to flip the spring around because it was assembled backwards. That's the problem, which I already took the spring out once because when adjusting it, it popped out a spot. Yeah. But all that aside, and the fact that I got to adjust the lines again, it's game changer as far as tracking. Just the oh, yeah. fact that, you know, just sitting in the water when it's windy, your boat maintains its course. I'm not having to put down my pole and adjust my boat nearly as much as I did before, which is why I bought the thing. Being able to turn quicker is a benefit, but I, when I watched the video and they explained it, yes, it does help you maneuver, but the intention of the rudder is to help you track in windy wavy i was like done and yeah. now when i'm standing up and casting and i'm b- blowing like a sail i can just lean down and hit the pedal and so now i can kind of steer my boat so yeah. now when i'm sight fishing i have more control over my boat right and so uh oh and by the way i don't have a truck right now so my kayak fishing days are done <laughs> until i get the tundra back so <laughs> i have plenty of time to go in there and uh flip the spring around and uh but yeah we're probably gonna do some some shoreline fishing until I get. I'm hoping to get the tundra back this week. The Volkswagen they said took so long because the the windshield was on back order, and it it my truck got out of paint on Friday, so it's already been painted. Yeah, they're supposed to come. My windshield's got to get replaced, and I think my driver's side two of my windows have to be replaced and retinted, and then I should be good to go. So I'm hoping and praying to get my truck back, but probably won't be this week because it's already fucking Wednesday, which is crazy to me, but. Yeah. Crossing fingers. Um, cause that's, you know, you're talking about you got a truck when you had a rental car. That's exactly why I got my rental trucks. I, um, I didn't tell them. They made a mistake of telling me that they don't track scratches to the bed. Okay. Then I ain't going to worry about putting my yoga mat down when I load up my kayaks. Cause apparently people rent trucks to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. But anyhow. So got some videos to edit. I'm, I'm working on one now, which, because I've lost a lot of nice fish lately. <laughs> Most of them yeah. are jumping. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm wrapping that video footage. Got, caught a bottlenose turtle on a uh, whopper plopper. Beat that. Nice. Yep. Um, so I got that in a video. And uh, I'm going to start working on Carrie's video for um, her Hobie. And I'm going to get oh, yeah. me. I think I'm going to get me one of those camera mounts you have. So I can put a camera behind me. Yeah. To um, I might lose the head head camera for a while until i get my third camera repaired 
But uh, just to change up the camera angle a little bit, I've seen some other people doing that where they don't have the body camera on and it works just as good because they got the front facing and then the one behind them kind of shooting over the shoulder so you can see their full body in front of them. So I might. There's, I think if you, if you're, we're going to go with like a branded one. It's like, like 70 Act bucks on Amazon. Like yeah. Okay. Because the one that I got, it was a gift, but it's stationary. So, I mean, you can fold it and you know kind of maneuver it however you want to but it doesn't extend yeah no the, the 70 dollar one wanted. i'm looking at is yak attack and it's it's the ball jointed one so it you can adjust it out but it, it's two pieces and so you can kind of adjust it out and adjust it this way so it's, it's actually made yeah. of it breaks it's and it's about four feet tall and so yeah. you can kind of really stick it out my only concern is i might put it on the left side of my boat because i cast over my right shoulder and i don't want to whack it yeah and I did get a new mount for my front one. The old, the old front one I used to just stick on with the sticky tape and it kept popping off. Yeah. So I got the Yak Attack six inch mount, and so it's now six inches up, so it'll get a better camera angle on the front as well. Nice. But anyhow, that's what we're working on. Hell yeah. Um, real quick, um, we haven't given away the second bag of coffee yet or the coffee mug for the Patreon members. So if you haven't done so, head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com. Click on Patreon. It's a dollar a month. We're going to give that bag of coffee along with the uh, What's the Scuttlebutt coffee mug on What's the Scuttlebutt next week. And then we're going to do another giveaway on Patreon as a thanks for you guys supporting the show. So if you want to support the show, head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com. Click on the Patreon link, subscribe. There's three plans, but you only have to subscribe to the dollar I want to be eligible. And uh, we're doing some giveaways there. And if you haven't done so, please head to YouTube.com. Like, subscribe, watch our videos. That doesn't cost you a dollar. And we are monetized. And so the half a fraction of a penny that you generate by watching the video adds up. And um, that goes a long way to support the show. So for myself, Mike and Gordon should be back next week. We want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with us. And we will talk to you soon. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>